Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Hi, everybody. This is Laurie Handlers, and you're listening to an episode of Sex and Happiness, a show about sex and happiness. And every week I tell you the very same thing. I say, you know, hopefully it's working for you, but even if it isn't working for you, it's definitely working for me. I'm getting sexy and happier. And, you know, what a concept that it's even possible. So I like to, I like to have you think about it in terms of, how are you going to get sexier? And today, I don't think it's going to be any exception. Today, I'm going to be speaking about reclaiming Eros, a heroine's journey. And the author is somebody that I know. She's been on my show before. She's been to my classes. She's been through many things. And she teaches her own classes. Now, I'm going to tell you a bit about her, and then we're going to get right into the topic. So my guest today is Candace Dawn. And Candace, do you want to be, wait, I have to ask you this. Do you want me to say your other last name? Yeah, you can say Candace Holdorf and, you know, and my book, I'm writing under the title Candace Dawn and you Thank can ask you. me about that. Yeah. Okay, great. So Candace Dawn Holdorf um, is an author. She's a screenwriter, a performer, a blindfolded contact dance teacher, and an erotic living coach. Her short screenplay, Magdalena, won Best Dramatic Short Script in 2015 Woods Hole Film Festival and the 2015 California Women's Film Festival. Congratulations. <laughs> and her short film, Generations, is currently in festivals. So that's all great. And she has a new book, Reclaiming Eros, A Heroine's Journey. This is her first book, and Candace lives in Oakland, California. So Candace, welcome back to Sex and Happiness. It's been a while since we've talked. It's been a while since you were on the show. And um, I went, the minute I got your email about your new book, I went, oh, here we go. Let's do it. So <laughs> thanks for doing it. And welcome to Sex and Happiness. Oh, thank you for having me back. I'm really excited to be here and to, to share about the book and just to reconnect to you, Lori. Thank you. So let's talk a little bit about um, how you got to where you are. You know, like, who were you before this book and these uh, erotic connections that you've been making in your own body mm -hmm. and uh, with others? Who were you before that and how did you get into this? People always like to know, you know, who the person is that I'm talking to and where they came from. Yeah, that's a great question. I love it. I'm happy to talk about it. And um, so I mentioned in the introduction in my book, you know, sort of like the why I even came to this. Um, for many years of my life, from like age 21 to 28, I was <clears throat> pretty severely anorexic. And it was, it was a hard thing for me to pull myself out of. Um, I, I, you know, what it came down to is, is anyone with an eating disorder, especially anorexia, can tell you it's like, it's afraid of being alive, of feeling your own vitality, of feeling your own power. Um, you know, and there's a certain level of uh, pride that comes with denying yourself to a level, you know, that's so extreme. And that, that was my experience with it. I don't want to 
you know, say that's everyone's experience, but mine was definitely around um, kind of tamping down desires that I felt would hurt people, essentially. If I allowed myself to be fully expressed, fully, you know, filled with arrows, you know, the root word of erotic, I would hurt people. And so then at around age 28, um, I was in a relationship that um, I separated from that person and, you know, you know, wonderful human being just wasn't the, the right relationship for, for us. And it was then that I, I just knew I needed to get well. Um, I was homeless for six weeks, uh, bouncing around, trying to figure out where to live. And so then it was, it was that around that time that I, um, you know, decided like, well, I've heard about this crazy thing called Burning Man. I'm going to go do that. You know, I had no idea what it was about really at all. <laughs> I just, I, I heard about it from one person and a few years before. And so I did that and that definitely opened my eyes to like, whoa, there's ways of people being, um, you know, sexual. And in, in this case, and, you know, Eros doesn't necessarily have to refer to sexuality only, but in this case, there was, there was some sexual expression that I experienced in myself that felt super alive and aligned. Um, and, you know, before that I had only really had sex with like two people and one of them being like a one night stand, you know? Um, yeah. So, you know, I was limited in experience. Like, wow, before that two people and one was a one night stand. So it's like, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I I was very, um, you know, I wouldn't say I was naive, like that I'd never heard of threesomes before or whatever, you know, I'd heard about them, but I just never thought about doing anything like that or, or, or just experiencing, yeah, experiencing all kinds of, of alternative, you know, BDSM alternative things. And then a few months after my first burn was when I was talking to someone who was visiting town. I was living in New York and he mentioned, you know, the practice of orgasmic meditation, oming, and that was another entry for me, um, into centering female pleasure into having an experience of, of, um, enjoying, orgasmic energy just for the sake of it, not trying to have rush to have a climax, you know? And then a few months after that, I met, I met you through, you know, the person I was with at the time. And and that was, that opened my world Tantra. And then I I met someone and then they took me through like a whole BDSM teaching experience. So that, all of that just culminated and, and opened my eyes to, um, not only as the erotic, you know, as, as like a, and sex is like an, 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 an enlivening force, you know, but I, I discovered through time that it was possible to experience this kind of openness and liberation, um, in every aspect of my life. I didn't want it to just be like, okay, I'm going to closet myself in, in the bedroom or at this fun party or at Burning Man. You know, it's like, I want to live this. I want to model this, mm. you know, having Eros run through, like live through me. Good. Yeah. Um, and that's taken, that's taken me through a lot of um, other shifts. You know, I, I did get in another beautiful relationship and it was a really hard decision, but, you know, a year and a half ago, that relationship also ended. And, um, I'm so thankful for that journey because it helped me connect to my heart. I think that was my next piece that I was looking for, you know, like oming is great for getting you in touch with your genitals, you know, and, and, and all the tantric practices, everything I was doing, you know, I was feeling my heart, but I wasn't, you know, fully like in that devoted space within connection with anyone. And, 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 I met a person for whom, with, with whom I shared that connection. And, 
So then I, I just feel like life really just is this unfolding journey of how much more honest can I be about who I am and what I desire and how much more aligned can my mind and my heart and my genitals be and, and who can I call into my sphere to meet me there? And that's the journey I'm on right now. That is so well articulated, Candace. Hmm. I mean, that's like, yeah, that's a great question for people to ask themselves, not just you. How can I be completely honest and connected with my mind, my heart, my genitals in space with myself and in space with someone else and be completely in the moment, honest, you know, at every uh in every juncture, it's, uh, mm -hmm. that's, it's not an easy one either. Mm -mm. I mean, yeah. We start withholding things out of, I, I, you know, sometimes when I withhold something, I don't even notice that I did. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. And that stuff will block your system right away. You know, it's like five, for some people, it's like five years, some years, sometimes 50 years later. And it's like, you're, you're resenting this person you've been living with just because you forgot to clean up the stuff from years ago that she's exactly. built up. Yeah. Oh, that's why that's why running withholds is so like it's just it's just gotta gotta like every couple of weeks hey let's run some withholds you know? exactly it's yeah. so it's such a great practice wow so that's what it's you know I didn't know that I don't remember maybe I don't remember from the last interview I didn't remember that you started with anorexia mm -hmm. and um, uh, I have interviewed people before and have known people who have had that and uh, it's it's serious. It's no joking matter. It's, 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 um, and if that's the thing that starts you on the trajectory that frees you, mm -hmm. wonderful. And if, yeah. but if you're stuck there, it could be like the most painful thing in the world. So I'm so well, it's also the, the mental disease with the highest uh, mortality rate. Wow. Yeah. Because yeah. You're because you starve yourself by not by yeah. not uh by not eating you're starving yourself to death yeah yeah and and you're you're it's also just like your organs shut down and it's so hard i mean even now like i still see tendrils of it that come up but like the alternative like i've just rewired myself that the alternative is way crappier <laughs> the addictive safety that i used to live in is just like, oh, it's not even a, a choice anymore, but it takes like, it basically it's similar to like trying to quit drinking or, you know, like you have this crutch and right. it's a survival thing, but yeah. Yeah. It's, and, a, it's a phony crutch, but it feels yeah. like control at the time. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. Totally. I get it. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, okay. Well, we're going to really, we're going to take a short break here. When we come back, we're going to delve into what you're doing now. How, how the book came about, what's in it, you know, how are you, you know, speaking to people as a heroine, somebody who, who, who's like a victor, like somebody who's come out of things and, and has a gift and something to share. So when we come back, I'm going to ask you about the book, the movies, everything. Great. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Sex and Happiness. I'm Laurie Handlers, and I'm interviewing Candace Dawn, that's her writing name, or Candace Dawn Haldorf, which is her full name. Uh, some of you may know her as Candace Haldorf. Anyway, uh, I'm interviewing her and her tremendous creative accomplishments um, and, and what she's offering now because she has a message for you and for us all. So stay tuned. We're coming right back. Sexual 
Did you ever stop to think that love is your birthright? That you don't need to earn it or prove it? You just need to live it. I'm personally inviting you to the path of true love, power, and freedom. If you're ready to enliven your soul through conscious sexuality and dive deeply into profound ritual that frees your heart, I'm inviting you to join us for the spiritual sexual shamanic experience. This is better known to most of you as the ISTA Level 1 training. I am regularly leading these courses along with a team of accomplished facilitators all around the world. As a matter of fact, these trainings have taken place in 34 countries. For information on when I'm leading, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com. Or for a full schedule, you can go to SchoolofTempleArts.org. Please consider this invitation seriously because love and freedom are your natural state of being. Are you wondering what book to read to jumpstart your life? Get the best from relationships? Attain the deepest feelings of intimacy? Do you want the best sex along with great happiness? Get your copy of Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by Lori Handlers right now. You'll learn how to make love in the unknown, take the performance anxiety and reaching a goal out of sex. You'll learn subtle ways of communication and really important practices to empower you when dealing with an intimate partner. You'll let go of blame and struggle. Doesn't this sound great? Sex and happiness puts the innocence back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. Take charge of your life, physically, emotionally, and spiritually with Sex and Happiness by Lori Handlers. Only $19.99 paperback and $14.99 ebook. Order your copy today by going to ButterflyWorkshops.com. That's ButterflyWorkshops.com for your copy of Sex and Happiness. If you're a woman who could use a little zest and zing in your arousal response, or maybe you know women or a woman who could use this, because many women say that their feelings of desire, arousal, and sexual satisfaction don't happen as naturally or as often as they'd like. So I want to tell you about Zestra, because Zestra was developed to meet this much-needed option for women. Uh, Zestra safe and a patented blend of botanical oils and extracts, and it's created to help women have increased sexual sensations. Zestra comes in convenient single-dose personal packets. Each packet keeps the essential arousal oils and extracts free, fresh, and safe from light. And with application of Zestra, it starts to work within three to five minutes. And at about 10 minutes, there's something called the Zestra Rush. And that can last up to about 45 minutes. The great news is that Zestra can be used as frequently as you like during each sexual experience. Now, I'm somebody who believes that all women deserve sexual satisfaction. That's why I do this show, in case you hadn't noticed. So I believe that men and women deserve sexual satisfaction. So if you're a woman who isn't getting that kind of arousal response that you want, please call 877-426-8047. That's 877-426-8047. And please remember to say you heard about Zestra from Laurie Handlers on the Sex and Happiness Show. We 
are back with Sex and Happiness, and I'm Laurie Handler, your host. And I'm speaking with Candace Dawn today about her new book. Um, I just want to give you Reclaiming Eros, the a Heroine's Journey. So, Candace, let's work sort of backwards. We'll talk about the films after. The hottest thing on your agenda right now is this <laughs> out yeah. on Amazon and Kindle. And so, um, what are, you know... What is it about? It's your first book. I know what that's like, putting your first book out there and finally letting go of it after you feel like it's perfect enough and all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, is, does it t- tell about the journey from uh, anorexia to sanity or, or what? Yeah, great question. Like, what is this book about? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, you know, I only really address my personal story in the introduction. Um, I'm the, the whole point of the book came about, um, because just over five years ago, I was at a, um, an event where I was watching a variety of different women present their skills or like what they're awesome at. And someone was a DJ and one was like a flautist and one was a comedian and, you know, and, and, and it was just like such a variety and each of them, felt though they, there was just this underlying essence of, of feminine empowerment and, you know, just clarifying that feminine can be, um, it isn't just like female or someone with a vulva or whatever, you know, like it just, it's this, this kind of like erotic power that I, that I was, you know, that was the underlying through line between all of them. And I'd had an idea in my mind for a while to put out a book of, you know, like six stories or something that were based on real experiences in my life. You know, as I told you earlier, I'd had a lot of different training and experiences and and just going out and testing like, you know, all kinds of different modes of sexuality, just because I was hungry. I wanted to know, I wanted to test that. And through those experiences, I'd had several life-changing moments. I would say, you know, some of them even in, in your workshops, especially with around like, you know, emotional release, even though it's not a, a sex-based workshop per se, you know, no one's having sex, but just the emotional release and, and all of that. Right. Um, and you're using sexual energy to release. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So there was a, there was just so much that I was learning and I didn't want it to mess, but I'm also an artist, you know, and I'm a writer and I didn't want it to be like, here's Candace's like crazy, you know, adventures into her own sexuality. You know, I wanted them to be fictional stories. So they're, they're stories that are fictional, but they're just based on real experiences I had. And I also wanted to create a cast, a variety of characters. You know, I, I recognize I'm uh, of a certain socioeconomic background and, and gender expression and, and race and all that. And I, um, like I just, for me, I can't address, you know, feminine empowerment without being intersectional, without talking about um, the other isms, racism, other forms of oppression. So I, I wanted through my stories to also address some of these issues and to have, um, you know, characters from different backgrounds and to have characters from as early as age 15 to age 75 because to me you know erotic empowerment isn't just for hot white women between the ages of 25 and 40 you know <laughs> it's it's what the media, the media, <laughs> the media might want to tell you that um and i say bullshit i hope we can cuss here but i say bullshit yeah, on the internet, so. <laughs> yeah yeah um 
So, um, great. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so that I saw that, that performance and, um, that was what really got me going. I'm like, Oh, I need to explore the erotic and Eros through the lens of six feminine archetypes. And like the archetypes just came to me. So the way the story, the book is structured is the first part, um, of there's, there's part one of the book and part one, I, um, I call invocation and part one is just, um, more like essays, critical essays on what, uh, Eros is, you know, the root word of erotic. I talk a little bit about Audre Lorde and her, her view of Eros, you know, as this creative life force that, that fuels us and how, especially as women, it's been, um, you know, subjugated to, to oppressive, you know, means. And, um, so I talk about that. I talk about the miseducation of sex and how, you know, we have these disparate views on what sexuality is in our culture. You know, there's Mm -hmm. abstinence, there's pornography, and there's like romance novels and movies. And, you know, while I can't say that all they're all bad or wrong, what I can say is that they're very limited and they're in, in what they're teaching us. Um, and so how can we expand on what we have and, and include the, the vast never ending, uh, you know, wisdom that lies within the erotic energy. Um, so the first, so I said, part one is invocation. It's more just about critical essay. Part two mm-hmm. is what I call initiation. And that's where I take you through the six fictional short stories based on my own experiences through the lens of these six archetypes. And the archetypes I explore are the virgin, mm-hmm. the whore, mm-hmm. the warrior, the queen, the nun, and the mother. Wow. And, yeah. And before each story, I do a breakdown of what is the, why the nun archetype, why the virgin archetype. And in reclaiming Eros, I think it's important to reclaim our language. Um, so many people think of a virgin as a woman who's you know, never had a penis inside her. But the original word was a woman who was owned by no man. She was a free woman. Um, and so in reclaiming our language, we, we reclaim the original expression of and, and wisdom that these archetypes have to give us. Um, you know, whore is such a pejorative term these days, but really it's, you know, there's, there's language, um, root words that, you know, point towards it's about one who loves, one who desires, and who can connect um, people to their inspiration through her body, through her own desires, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the list goes on. So, and then the third part of the book is um, just a short epilogue, like a poem and an epilogue, and, and that's called invitation. So I call this, you know, a shamanic, you know, descent into, into what Eros is and can be through part one invocation, part two initiation, and part three invitation. So I, I this is like a ceremony, a ceremonial experience for those who read it. That's wonderful. Sounds fabulous mm-hmm. and, um, and intriguing. I mean, just really intriguing uh, from the feminine archetypes that you used um, and the empowerment of it sounds absolutely wonderful. It also sounds like it could be a, a one, you know, like a, 
I don't know if it could be a one woman show, but it sounds like it could be also be a, a performing, a performance of sorts. Like you could have all six pieces performed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All yeah. six stories, which sounds just wonderful um, and super creative mm-hmm. uh, in terms of reclaiming Eros. I'm so glad you included all these other characters and people and ages and races and whatever, because uh, you're right. I mean, I, you know, I know that I'm blowing minds and that I'm so sexually active and I'm 70 now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are just like, they look at me and they go, what? That just doesn't <laughs> make sense. You know? And I go, yeah, it makes sense. I have lived my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not stopping anytime soon. And I'm going to be, more, I'm more sexual now than I ever was because I'm more honest about my desires yeah. and more, I have more fluidity in, in some of the same, um, let's say, studies, genres that you have. And, um, and now I can just be so, you know, this is what I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. This is what I want right now, and I, you know, I'm not going to be coy about it. This is who I wasn't allowed, but I am now. Yeah, definitely. And I, I just envision for myself, you know, I'm, I'm 37, and I still feel like it's just the tip of the iceberg, and that's how I want it to feel. I don't like people are like your prime is in your 20s, and I'm like, oh dear God, I hope not. My 20s were like a desert, you know. Right. <laughs> that's just biological that's um you know the mother nature stuff in your 20s you're supposed to procreate and then mother nature wants you off the planet right (laughs) once you've procreated there's no use for you except to like raise them until they're they can be independent and then you know death is planned and that's like that's like not a life you know where you just this you have this prime uh survival of the fittest reproduction of the species and now you're supposed to get off you know right so you know i'm an immortalist i'm definitely not doing that and um and life doesn't really i feel like life gets better really at 50 like Mm. when you don't care anymore what you say and (laughs) what anyone thinks about what you say (laughs) yeah and and i and i i i agree i just imagine that like it's just (laughs) better and better. And, and I'll say to, you know, sure, you know, biologically, you know, our prime was the twenties and whatever, all that stuff. And I'm sure that served a purpose at one time, but the, the, what's awesome is now we're in such an interesting place in our, our evolution as humans. And, and, and hopefully if we don't kill ourselves off first with, you know, nuclear weapon war or whatever, right. uh, you know, then we get to make a choice about, um, you know, spiritual maturation and cultural evolution. And those are key terms that I use in my book. I say that it's actually imperative to the survival of the planet that we begin to invite the erotic back into our lives. Um, you know, otherwise these, these ravages of, of a war and, and, you know, the, all these misunderstandings between folks, it's, it's, you can't live in a, that kind of world if you are connected to Eros because Eros will then link you to the other person and then you will have to face your own empathy. Exactly. So good. That is mm-hmm. such a great point. 
Hmm. Yeah, I don't think we're going to kill ourselves off with nuclear holocaust, but I don't know. You know, I just think that I, as much as it's the threat, it's been the threat for as long mm-hmm. as I can remember, some form of it. And uh, no, I don't think we're going to do that. But I do think that people don't even know what's in store for them. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm aware of all the things in radical life extension that are coming down the pike and actually people are going to get a choice to stick around much longer. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to stick around much longer, they're also going to have to connect. Right. You can't do it alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're all on this journey together. And, exactly. And, we and that's, can't yeah. do it. We can't do it by ourselves. It's going to take a lot of people to support people staying healthy for longer and longer lives and uh, in order to have to extend life even more. And, um, you know, most people don't even know that that's coming down the pipe, but it is. And Eros is such a major part of it. We need all those things in our body. Like we need serotonin, endorphin, dopamine, and oxytocin. We need all of it. And that comes with Eros. Absolutely. I mean, just getting, having that connection in, you know, and that's why I think I talk about the nun, because when I talk about the nun archetype, people are like, well, nuns don't have sex and whatever. And it's like, I mean, first of all, you can have a fully erotic life and not be sexual. First of all, um, you know, there are people who, uh, for whatever reasons they choose that life, or maybe they're asexual or whatever, you know, you can be connected to Eros and not have sex. Um, and, and also you can also inhabit the nun archetype and be sexual because to me, the nun archetype is just about connecting to divine purpose. Mm -hmm. And when you are just that piece, you know, you talk about, you talk to many people who are suffering from depression and, and, and just lifelessness. And they're, they're talking about, I just don't feel a sense of purpose. And if you could just get that one piece, that one gift that Eros has to give you around just feeling a sense of purpose. That and of itself would be such an enlivening thing and change your, 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 the way you wake up, you know, maybe your body, maybe some of the aches and pains would go, um, you know, maybe they would, not they would. yeah, but, um, uh, it, it's just, it's just another step towards, um, you know, physical healing as well is, is my belief. So good. Mm-hmm. Great, great stuff. Really great stuff. Yes. I think, well, I don't, you didn't know me before, like, just like I didn't know you back when you were like suffering with anorexia. Mm-hmm. My, um, my friends and colleagues, one that, you know, Michelle used to tell me that my pain used to come in the door about five minutes before I entered. <laughs> mm, wow. wow. Yeah. My physical pain. I had so much physical pain, but over mm-hmm. time, it went away because also I developed a purpose in mm-hmm. terms of my work and I did so much emotional release that whatever the emotional components of, you know, were of it, uh, released themselves from me yeah. or I released them, you know, like we, both end. And, um, I don't have those kinds of f- physical pains at all anymore. None. Mm. So, wow. you know, and I work, I mean, I work out more than ever. I exercise more than ever. I travel more than ever. And Mm -hmm. you think, you know, that it was just going to go downhill. I was just going to get worse and worse, but I really don't have any. Yeah. It's I'm living proof of that. It's so true. Mm -hmm. As you feel better and better about yourself and you live into a purpose, 
Things yeah. that plagued you don't plague you anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the anxiety, that'll go straight to your neck and your shoulders and your tensing yeah. and worry or your butt and your, you know, oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many times when I'm working with, with, with people in groups and like the first thing I'll say is like, okay, everyone take a breath and relax your asshole. Like, it's, just, <laughs> it's so true. It's just like, oh, that thing right there, you know, so much tension in the glutes. And, and when I was going through my own, you know, I went through a, a, a somatic, um, sexual somatic training and, you know, we, you know, worked on each other and just that, those pelvic releases that I was experiencing, I was like, oh my gosh, there's, there's like me trying to stop, like, probably I'm going to say like men from entering me because there's so much fear being yeah. stored yeah. there for, for, for good reason. You know, we have the, we have a lot of, you know, trauma in our society around a lot of that. But I, I was like, I don't want to hold it anymore. I don't want to carry it. I want to heal myself. And then as a healed person, um, do my work in the world to, to help, you know, better that in the world. Beautiful. That's mm -hmm. beautiful. Well, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the book and all the other stuff, what you're doing, how people can get in touch with you, why they would want to get in touch with you, what kinds of things you're doing that create uh, classes or sessions for people. So... This is Sex and Happiness. I'm Laurie Handlers, and I'm interviewing Candace Dawn Holdorf today. And her book is under the title, under the name Candace Dawn. And it's Reclaiming Arrows, A Heroine's Journey, her first book. And we're going to be coming right back and talking more about her creations and how you can get a hold of the book and how you can get a hold of her. So stay tuned. We're coming back. Hi, you know, I want to talk to you seriously about going on vacation. To me, vacation is really important and I want to be somewhere that really stimulates me and really is fun. I want to tell you about a vacation you can come on where you can deepen your intimacy while also being at the perfect vacation. I'm talking about an all-inclusive vacation with a nude beach and a prude beach and an exceptional nightlife. In really fun classes, every day I will take you deeper and deeper into couples, sensuality, intimacy, and enhanced communication. My classes include things like making love in the unknown, making sex last longer, sex magic, and intimate massage techniques. This year, I'll be teaming up with Michael Gibson to offer Just Add Skill for Men and Goddess Massage. He and I will both offer private sessions on all these topics and more. So, you're asking when? October 13th to the 20th. The location is Hedonism 2 Resort in Negril, Jamaica. I really want you to come on this vacation with me. I'm not kidding. It changed my life to be in an environment like Hedonism. So, to book, call Tom's Trips. The number is 800 285 0853. That's 800-285-0853. You have to say that you're with me, Laurie Handlers. Please book right away because accommodations are going fast. And this is really a dream vacation. So many times you've heard Laurie talk about emotional release on this show. She says over and over again how important it is for you and your loved ones. Now you can do emotional release in the privacy of your own home. And you can practice Lottie Han too, meditation that prepares you for making love in the unknown. 
In her CD, Shamanic Release and Lottie Han, she creates a safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work Lori is known for in her Butterfly Workshops courses. Lori sets you up with the proper positioning and breathing. Then she guides you through each emotional state to the beat of tribal African rhythms. This CD actually provides an easy way to do emotional clearing work on a regular basis. Order your copy of Shamanic Release and Lottie Han today and watch your relationships walk free of emotional baggage. To order your copy, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com right now. As a sex and happiness coach, I understand that increased sexual participation intensifies sexual responsiveness and desire, as well as overall health and well-being. My experience with a Sibian has personally increased my sexual response, and I can now train women to use this machine to have peak orgasms as often as possible. I strongly believe this will add to their health and well-being whether they have a partner or not. The beauty and the miracle of the human body is that it adapts and changes much more rapidly than people change their beliefs or their opinions. The Sibian can make any woman's body more resilient with each peak orgasm. Sibian is an amazing experience often described as the Lamborghini of sex toys. If you're a woman and you can get yourself to look at Sibian, you should do so. It won't take away from your partner. It will only add. Trust me on this. I love my Sibian. Go to Sibian.com. That's S-Y-B-I-A-N.com. Or call 1-800-253-6135. That's 800 253 6135 and say Laurie Handlers told you about Sibian. And by the way, if you do have a partner, ask about Venus for men. That's Venus, V E N U S, for men. Once again, you're listening to Sex and Happiness, and I'm Laurie Handlers. I'm interviewing Candace Dawn today. And um, we're winding down the stretch here and so i want to ask candace about her creativity like what she's created etc i just want to say candace that it's funny i have pain in my body today after i said i don't have pain because i did like about 120 squats <laughs> oh my gosh that's the good kind of pain <laughs> I th- and i'm thinking to myself oh but you know that's really good pain that's pain i created and caused myself and i don't want to release it it will go when it yeah that's just like oh okay i i worked it out now as i recover it'll it'll you know come back even stronger exactly Um, yeah i'd love to talk a little bit more about what i'm what i'm creating what i'm up to i think the first i just wanted to throw this in there too because i know that like you've been saying you know candace holdorf candace dawn you know i just wanted to give some insight into my why i chose Candace Dawn for um, yeah. my author name for this book. Um, you know, my full name is Candace Dawn Holdorf. That's my full name. And as I was getting closer to releasing the book, I realized that the last name Holdorf, you know, that was given through my father's lineage. And right. it's not a, a like F you to my, to my father or my grandfather or whatever. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to be a sovereign woman. 
I, you know, if I'm going to write a book about reclaiming the erotic in one's life, I wanted to model it. Um, and I, that's, you know, in the intro, I talk about my story a little bit, but I also just want to live it. And so it felt really called to use my first and middle name. Um, and, and so that was partially why I dropped my last name for, for this book. Great. And, and also, you know, the name Candace means incandescent white, bright light and dawn is, you know, the beginning of a new day. So I, my hope is that this book is a beacon of light for those who are beginning uh, a new day in their lives. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Thanks for saying yeah. that. And I mean, it's, it's important, you know, it's really important. And I get your commitment to um, women's freedom in this uh, and to, and, and not necessarily an FU, but just empowerment. Yeah. 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 And ultimately my belief is that when we liberate the feminine, you know, then men or, and it will be liberated. And then all, and then maybe we'll even blowing up this whole binary, you know, around, right. if we can get an alignment with this other feminine, you know, this thing that we've kind of pushed away this feminine thing. And then we accept then what else is possible? You know, non-binary expressions, like things that I can't even comprehend. You know, there are people who are more outwardly challenging the, the binary norm, you know, calling themselves non-binary or, or whatever, or trans and things that I'm only just now beginning, you know, beginning to understand and, and to experience. And I just wonder, you know, the, these limitations of language and all these characteristics that we check off under these terms of masculine and feminine, like, what what happens when we challenge that and we explore what else is there so it's not about throwing everything away but it's about just saying what else is possible what else is there yes that's um so that's that's the book that's my hope and it's ambitious and we'll see where it goes um and then other projects that I'm working on, um, you know, I just, I wrote a short screenplay a year ago, uh, a year and a half ago, actually, that was filmed last year. And it's now in several film festivals. We um, did, were premiered in Outfest down in LA, which is a pretty big film festival. And we're in the California Independent and Holly Shorts and Edmonton. And I'm sure that more will come. Um, you know, this, I, I was commissioned by uh, a dear friend, George McGuire, uh, to write this piece. And, you know, I I can't give, I don't want to give away too much, but um, just, it's really about his family lineage and Mm -hmm. his story and how by him taking a journey into his family history, he came to love and accept himself. And so that's, that's that. And the name of that uh, is called Generations. And once it's done with the, the film festival circuit, I'm sure it'll be available um, to buy online, view online. Sure. Yeah, eventually. And other things I'm doing, I am these I'm also teaching, co-teaching um, with uh, my you know, co-partner, uh, Gabriel Diamond. We are teaching blindfolded contact dance classes. And for some folks, it might be like, what are dancing blindfolded? But um, really, these classes are, are about, the, the crux is about slowing down and taking away sight, which in, in turn will take away judgment and really getting present to what your body feels and then being connected to another person's body in a really slow and gentle way. So um, 
we found that these classes are way more than just about, they're not about dance technique. They're a, like a profound experience of um, really of surrender. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's that. Um, we're also um, doing a, an event and probably turning these into workshops soon called Vulnerable Rally. The Vulnerable Rally experience is um, where folks stand on a street corner holding a sign that has uh, an I statement, you know, I am afraid that I'm going to end up like my mother or something. That's not mine, but it could be on someone's sign. But it's a statement that um, you would normally not want to share publicly that you're afraid to put out there. And those experiences have been really profound because the strangers that walk by, they're like, oh my gosh, that's me. Or some of them just ignore you, but you can feel their discomfort. Um, some people come up and they make their own signs. And um, so we've been doing more and more of those. And um, and yeah, so, and I've been teaching more and more my own workshop that I developed um, that's for masculine identified people called Heal Your Relationship to the Feminine. And that's been a, a really beautiful experience for masculine identified folk to, um, you know, look at, take a look at the inner feminine, see where they've, you know, banned her, you know, banished her, right. um, come, in, come into maybe a healing space with, um, other feminine identified people in their lives, you know, mothers, ex-partners, and then um, even experiencing and then taking it to like a, a nurturing experience of platonic touch between masculine identified folk, which I think is uh, not really super encouraged in this culture. Um, right. So that's been a really beautiful thing. And then there's just my, my general coaching uh, where I, I work one-on-one -on -one with folks over the phone or Skype, um, you know, guiding them through whatever it is that's keeping them from what they want in their lives and, and how I use the erotic and sexuality as a lens. Like, okay, what's going on in your sex? How do you feel? You know, how, what's your relationship to expressing yourself in your everyday life? What, what keeps you, what's the underlying belief that's keeping you from moving forward? You know, just working with people in that, that capacity. Beautiful. Yeah. A lot. Candace, it's a lot. You've got <laughs> a lot of I mean, since I last spoke to you, You've created and developed a whole lot of things for yourself, yeah. which is, you know, like prolific. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, it's good. I, I, you know, I guess I want to say this. In the age of Me Too, mm -hmm. which is tremendously concerning me, um, you, how you feel to me is grounded and productive and, uh, like, chill in a certain way like you do, I don't feel like you're on the I feel feminism racing through everything you say mm -hmm. but I don't feel like you're out to like nail the whole uh other gender of of the binary sort do you know like mm -hmm. I don't feel like you're out to like point and kill off uh your your some male partners and male male uh the other Mm -hmm. you know the other half of the binary population yeah. and I appreciate you for that yeah well it, I I I love I love men I'm I've had relationships with men yeah I, I for me it's not about um annihilation it's about integration right. and I, I and it's about accountability I'm certainly you know there I'm, I'm certainly grateful for you know the for me to giving women finally the the chance to be heard in the way that they perhaps haven't been right um, but I'm definitely not one who's like and now let's kill all the men or what you know it's just not, right. I like men, let's but yeah 
and it's relation integration and, and taking personal responsibility and that's, yeah. that's how I want to be in the world and that's the kind of change I want to implement it's important it's really important yeah. so good yeah. So, so good. Okay. So if we are leaving, you know, we're coming to an end of our interview. If you had one tip that you could give to my listeners, what would that tip be? A tip that I could give to your listeners. Mm -hmm. um, slow down and breathe and do the work to, even if it's just saying to yourself every day that you're a good person and you deserve everything that you deeply desire. And I would say, you know, maybe do the work to understand the, the nature of desire. You know, it's like, I want ice cream, da, da, da. But like when you're connected to Eros, um, you will be compelled by desire. It's not a thought. It's a, it's a verb you'll be compelled to walk your walk and live, live in accordance with your desire. So the things I do is I slow down, I breathe, I connect to my heart. I, rem I remember, right. I'm a good person and I deserve to walk in alignment with my desire. Beautiful. So good. So people can get in touch with you at the orgasmic life.com. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. The orgasmic life.com is my main website, um, from there, you'll, you'll find link to my book. Um, you'll find a link to my, you know, my more writer performer website, which is candaceholdorf.com. But, uh, just to make it easy, the orgasmiclife.com, that's where you can book me for coaching sessions or find where my workshops are happening by the book, uh, all that juicy stuff. Wonderful. Candace, thanks so much for being my guest today. Mm, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited about all the stuff that you're creating. It's so mm, wonderful. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. And I wish you all the best with the book. I hope it's a bestseller. And, um, and you know, that you produce more and more because mm. you're one of those people whose voice needs to be heard. Mm, thank you. Oh, yeah, thank you. So this is Laurie Handlers, everybody. I'm signing off for Sex and Happiness. I'm so grateful that you are all my listeners and that you have um, chosen to stick with this program and be with me week after week after week after week and year after year after year. It's wonderful, and I couldn't do it without you. Thank you. I hope you seek out Candace and you find her book and and that it makes a difference for you. So stay tuned. Until next time, this is Laurie Handler signing off. Namaste. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Laurie and her work, please go to ButterflyWorkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh.